Welcome to Monstrology episode 10. Uh, my name is Will King, and I am joined uh, by Madrin McCabe, um, who is currently sign language uh, applauding. <laughs> That's, uh, I've, I've been taking voiceover classes, and uh, that is how I have been expressing my pleasure for my oh. classmates' work. Because nice. like, you're, <laughs> if you're not working, you're muted, but they can still see you on the Zoom call, right? So I've mm -hmm. been using the ASL sign for applause. Nice. Uh, right? It makes a lot of sense Great. for this medium. <laughs> um, now, Madrin, you're feeling a little bit under the weather. Uh, I heard that you were partying yes. with some some gnomes. I don't know if you can confirm or deny that statement. Um, you, you seem uh, to be better well, now. Well, you know, but... what happens in gnome land stays in gnome land. But I will confess to not feeling so great today. I'm not yeah. hungover. Wait, wait, we're, we've implied to our <laughs> listeners that I'm hungover when I'm very much not. No, well, I know. I didn't say what you were doing with the gnomes. Oh. I just said that you said I was partying with the gnomes. Well, yeah, but I mean, I don't know what that entails, really. Anyway, oh. imagine I was sick today and is now fine. The, sh uh, and, the look, short version of it is that I ran a fever for no good reason today, but I'm feeling much better now. But I'm going to take it easy. This is good. <laughs> um, great. I'm glad that you're feeling better and that, uh, you know, you sound uh, healthy, even if you're not. Um, Today's and that's guest, what matters. and that's what matters for this. Um, uh, today's guest is a bit of a, a a big get, I would say. You know, we've had some Totes. some heavy hitters in terms of uh, guests that we've brought on of, of notoriety. You know, some that are more anonymous within their own fields, but we've had some big heavy hitters. But I can't think of a guest that is uh, more well known. Um, and heavily debated, really, uh, in in today's culture, it's, it's a it's a biggie. Um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, totally. Exciting. I'd say yeah, this is probably our most a list monster so far. Yeah, so I want to make sure I don't blow it. <laughs> um, so I'm just gonna make sure uh, that everyone's excited for this monster. Um, they uh, are spooky. Well, not that spooky. I, I guess. They exist in a kind of misty area. Uh, sometimes it's kind of wet and murky. Um, some people, very green. Very green. Um, some people eat haggis around that area. Uh, I've, I've heard <laughs> bagpipes in the air. I mean, I haven't personally. I mean, I've heard bagpipes, but not in that air. Um, An absolute mother ton of sheep. A mother ton of sheep, and and some of those sheep might go missing, uh, and it might be this monster's responsibility. Who's to say? Today's monster is the Loch Ness Monster. monster here's the things that i think it looks like it has a long neck <laughs> and here are the things that i think it looks like yeah it's got a long neck and it's got some humps on its back 
and I think that its skin would be kind of like a greeny, grayy, browny color. You um, just named three colors. Yeah, but I'm matching like a blend of the three or or one of the three. Um, but I would imagine that it has a very like seal like texture. I oh, can yeah. imagine Nessie's skin is quite thick but smooth. You know, for 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 mm. it's not well obviously in the water it's not aerodynamics. What do you call it when you're in the water? But like she's not bogged down with a lot of feathers or something, right? Because mm -hmm. she's got to be smooth for it's her water slick. swimming. Yeah. Yeah, I imagine it kind of like a hippopotamus uh, skin. Yeah. I don't know why? I just think that that kind of like tough but smooth skin. Yeah. And we'll find out uh, what color they uh, are when we get to meet them later on, which is uh, kind of a big deal. Um, so the Loch Ness Monster is a sea creature that was seen many times uh, in the waters of the Loch Ness in the Scottish Highlands. Um, for those who don't know, the Scottish Highlands are a, a mountainous region in North uh, West Scotland. And Loch Ness is at the center, um, and it's overlooked by the ruins of medieval Urquhart Castle, um, which is a cool location for a monster near a castle and, uh, you know, a big uh, lake. Um, it's very dramatic, too, because at least I, because I was in Scotland in 2010, and mm -hmm. I took a tour out to Loch Ness. Cool. Uh, so at least at least 12 years ago, they let you go into Castle Urquhart. And so you can actually stand up on the tower and overlook the lake. And so it's very dramatic. It's very, you know, wind blowing and the mountains are in the background and there's this deep murky lake in front of you. And like, you can, it's very easy to imagine yourself as this like Scottish Gaelic <laughs> princess being um, held up in a castle. Did it's you, did, cool. did you have any monster sightings while you were there? I looked so hard well, while I was good. there. I was bound and determined, especially because in my family, I am known for having what they call National Geographic eyes. Okay. It's a bit ironic because my distance sight in general is not that great. Like I have to wear glasses if I'm driving or watching movies at a theater or something like that. Mm -hmm. But for whatever reason, when I am out on vacation and touring around to places, I can spot, especially wildlife, mm. from a ridiculous distance. And I have seen things that the rest of my family is like, what are you talking about? I don't see anything. But like, especially my husband gets really frustrated by it because they're like, we'll go on vacation and like, we'll go out on a boat tour and I'll, oh, did you see those sea turtles? Did you see that coral? Did you see that school of fish? And he was like, no, I didn't see any of that. And like, we were traveling in Africa and I saw a whole bunch of animals out on our, um, out on the tours that he didn't. And so when we were in Scotland, I was like, if anyone's going to see Nessie, it's going to be me. But and sadly, I was uh... so desperate. And they even, our tour took us across the lake. Like we started at the northern end and went all the way down across the lake and ended at Castle Urquhart. Mm. So we spent basically went almost the full length of the lake. Um, so what you're saying tell you, is that the last 10 years have been building up to this, to this day. The last, right. Like 10, I just, I want to, <laughs> I tried so hard to meet her. It'd be almost 12 years ago now. I tried so hard to meet her. So I'm really excited that we'll finally be able to, to talk to Nessie in the flesh. Now, 
do you know how much Nestle is worth? Because I worth worth uh, not the net worth of like hunting Nessie, although people have tried to do that, um, and I'll get to that a little bit later. But um, I found somewhere that in uh, there was like a study by the BBC in 2012, and that it, um, Nessie was responsible for nearly 42 million in goods and services every year. Like the tourism attraction of Nessie brings mm-hmm. so many people um to Loch Ness that that's like 42 million a year now I don't know if this monster is uh collecting that money or they're getting a cut uh or or they don't know what money is profiting off of her you know I think it's one of those things where Nessie is too old to really know about trademarking and likenesses and and putting you know monetizing your personal brand Mm. unfortunately i think that ship has sailed for nessie but yeah other people are making a ton of money off of her i was just just shocked by how much it was the amount of money that we spent to go on this tour plus of course like every good trip it ends at the visitor center which has an extensive gift shop Mm -hmm. It's a where they try to make uh, you buy this stuff and, and i am only one person right so mm-hmm. if but if they they put out those tours like a dozen times a day that's that's and some there serious... are cottages yeah there are cottages maybe there's, maybe there's some branding opportunities we can talk to uh to them about later um mm-hmm. so let's get into the the kind of touchstones of of when um the Loch Ness monster has appeared and then we'll uh see what what is true later on uh when we consult with our guest um the earliest origin that I can find of Nessie is uh stone carvings by the Pict which is an ancient people that lived in what is now eastern and northeastern Scotland um and there's these carvings of what appears to be a mysterious beast with flippers uh, like a, a water beast and so that could be uh some of the early origins of uh the Loch Ness monster um the first written account that is not carved uh appears in a biography of Saint Columba um from 565 AD and according to that work uh the monster bit a swimmer and was prepared to attack another man when Columba intervened uh ordering the beast to go back and it obeyed and over the centuries, only occasional sightings were reported. Um, and really a lot of these encounters were kind of, seemed to be inspired by the local Scottish folklore um, that like has all of these mythological water creatures um, that, that is a part of like their history. Um, you know, we'll get into Selkies and stuff another day. Uh, but th- there is some, I think some- well, I mean, we kind there. of touched on Selkies when we were talking about swamp monsters. Mm-hmm. A little bit, a little bit, but yeah, I was, I mean, yeah, because as you know, we had seen before, selkies are uh, like Gaelic water horses, and mm-hmm. so there are some comparisons of selkies to the Loch Ness monster, but mm-hmm. I think they are two very distinct things. Indeed, I would agree. Um, in a more modern time uh, than 565 AD, we can just zoom way forward uh, to uh, 1933. And um, uh, there was a newspaper correspondent, um, uh, Alec Campbell reported a sighting um, by Aldi McKay of what she believed to be Nessie. And in their report, they described a whale-like creature and the locks water was cascading and churning 
And the editor at the time, uh, Evan Barron, suggested the beast to be described as a monster, kickstarting the modern myth of the Loch Ness monster, so that it wasn't just a piece of folklore, that it became this kind of um, modern cryptid in, in the way that we understand it to be. Um, and over the years, like it attracted all these monster hunters or people searching for it. Um, and, and there was like many uh, sonar explorations, like people have tried to do, I guess it uses echo technology or, or searches through, you know, what we can't actually see. Um, specifically in uh, 1987 and 2003, there was like larger scale investigations, um, but, but none were successful in terms of sonar. Um, but uh, they, they did at one point uh, do searches for the DNA of the lake. Mm -hmm. um, and they found, uh, they were searching for uh, uh, evidence of a plesiosaur, which is a type of dinosaur because the Loch Ness Monster resembles that dinosaur. It's got a long neck and teeth and a hump. Um, and they didn't find the DNA of that, but they did find tons of DNA of eels, like lots and lots of eels which is not a super surprise to anybody who is there locally apparently they grew up being like look at all the eels um but there was some suggestion that the Loch Ness monster could also just be a giant eel um or it had been some sort of supersized eel you know and there's yeah that and there are also um seals and I think otters that are native to that area as well too mm -hmm. and so um it, it's it's a theory that it's that the Loch Ness monster is either a very large one or several seals swimming mm. together as well. Yeah, it's interesting that the sonar experiments didn't really work very well because, from my understanding of Loch Ness, it's exceptionally deep, especially given mm -hmm. the actual size of the lake itself. I was reading somewhere that it's like, I want to say two hundred and thirty meters deep or something at one point quite um, deep. <laughs> yeah 230 meters deep at its de deepest point which makes it uh it has more water than all of the lakes in england and wales combined um in just one lake so um and so then I, it also apparently too and and again too like just from from my own memory of it like it's right in the middle of the scottish highlands and so these absolutely fantastic completely covered in green mountains are right 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 up to, like almost right up to the edge of the lake so apparently it also has a really high peat yes um, I did hear that. level yeah. in it which makes it and, and again i'll too i'll tell you from my own personal experience you can't see more than like a foot into the water it is mm -hmm. like black as pitch even in the middle of the day mm -hmm. the water so, yeah it's I, yeah I so a, i'm not surprised that nobody's actually found nessie because i'm it would be very easy to hide in this very deep very murky very black water i have a theory okay i have a theory uh -huh. about this because obviously the sonar can get through the the murky water and and there's mist and all this stuff but if even sonar can't get it i think that maybe there's some sort of like hidey hole down there into some sort of secret water cave yeah like you know? a like a loch ness mariana's trench yeah i was just imagining like have you seen the um this isn't really pop culture it's just the best way that i could explain it in um i think it's godzilla king of monsters or godzilla versus kong one of the modern godzillas there's like you go through the the ground and eventually you, you find yourself in the center of the earth and it's this very like prehistoric space 
And I wonder if Nessie has some sort of like secret hidey hole to an area of, you know, some sort of magical prehistoric place. Because otherwise, I, I feel like to last for so long in such a modern space uh, might be difficult. But who's I mean, the plot of the first Pacific Rim movie also hinges pretty deeply on on something of that same level where mm -hmm. it's like that that's yeah. how i describe well, that movie to people is that it's like where do you think it's they got robots it from, you know? fighting <laughs> monsters from outer space that are actually from inner space it's great <laughs> and people are like i don't want to watch this movie it's like too um, bad and then i put it on that was uh going to be the last thing but uh, that i was talking about but uh now i've rearranged it so i got one more thing to share imagine is there anything else that you want to uh add into our history uh, before we take a little break and then move on to pop culture well, I maybe it's not so much history, but I was surprised by how many, uh, I guess, like cousins Nessie has. And yeah. even there are some that are really quite close to home. Like there's one, apparently there is a lake monster called Bessie who lives in Lake Erie. So it's like, that's just like down the street. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's another one that live uh there's in uh lake champlain that everyone calls champy champ, yeah yeah champ champy there's one in crescent lake which is in newfoundland and labrador and everybody calls her of course cressy yeah uh there's another one that was in i'm trying to i can't remember why did i lose this but there's I, another one too that's in lake ontario oh the one Apparently. i also heard of one in uh, Vancouver, BC, um, Ogopogo. Yeah, there's Ogopogo. Yeah, that, that one's kind oh, of. Oh, and then also too, I was reading about um, a more. Uh, uh, Nessie has a cousin that's actually much closer to her home, who is named Morag, who oh, lives yes. in Lochmorar, which is in Scotland, mm -hmm. and so she's like the second famous or second most famous Scottish Scottish lake monster, mm -hmm. uh, which is really interesting as well, too. Mm -hmm. There are fewer, I've heard fewer stories about her. The only one that, that it was like the most widely believed one is that there were two local men who were out in their boat and then they, they accidentally hit Morag. Oh no. Which, who then, who then attacked them. As and they so would. they defended themselves with an oar. And then the one guy uh, had his rifle on board and so shot at her. And so she just kind of like slowly sank away and out of sight. Um, but I think she's still around and with us as well, too. Yeah, let's hope so. Yeah. Um, I have one more uh, kind of Loch Ness Monster fact, and then we'll take a, a little bit of a break. But I, I thought this was important to share. Uh, and it just shows, I think, uh, the care uh, of the Scottish people towards the Loch Ness Monster, which is that Nessie is a protected monster. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. As of 20 years ago, there exists a code of practice in the event that Nessie is ever found. And the Scottish Natural uh, Heritage, the SNH, a Scottish uh, government-funded body, created the code in 2001 um, when like Nessie hunting was at its peak of popularity. And it stipulates that if a DNA, uh, that, that if you catch Nessie, you're supposed to take a DNS, uh, DNA sample um, and then you're supposed to release it back into the lock. Um, That's so very guess, nice of them. Yeah, I mean, hopefully it's a sample that, you know, they don't need like a nail or like just a, a small chunk of flesh, well, you know, like you not a hurtful a, kind, but it's like, yeah, it's like, like catch and um, release of fish. And I thought that was like, that's a pretty good compromise because a lot of, you know, horror movies, it's like, 
oh, we found the thing. Let's immediately kill it. I was like, let's good job that in writing, <laughs> you know? Or or let's trap it and put it in a giant cage and then we'll sell tickets for people to come and see it. Yeah. Right, because that was always, you know, like with, um, that was always the goal with King Kong and, and, and Bigfoot and, you know, creatures of that nature, right? Where it's always like, let's just trap this thing and then turn it into entertainment. Mm -hmm. And they're shocked when it doesn't like that. Um, but anyway, um, oh, no. I just want the, the Loch Ness monsters to know that they're safe, uh, you know, coming out of their uh, secrecy today. Uh, we're not going to tell anybody where you are, but if, you know, if you were to reveal yourself, uh, the law has you uh, covered. You can decide how much you trust the law, but it is a part of the law. Um, so we're going to take a little bit of a break. And when we get back, we'll be hitting you with some pop culture of the Loch Ness Monster. Well, Madrin, uh, as I often do, I looked up some movies and I found um, a couple weird ones. <laughs> and there's one weird one in particular uh, that stuck out. So I'm going to open with that. Does um, it start Ted Danson? No. Uh, oh, You can feel free to talk about that. Uh, the movie that I would like to talk about first is called uh, Incident at Loch Ness. It was a 2004 a uh, mockumentary by Zach Penn that features uh, Werner Herzog and um, oh. and there's a cameo by Jeff Goldblum and the premise of it is it's like it, it's it's meant to be I think kind of bizarre um, but it opens with like there's this dinner party and you, you see that there's a documentary crew following Werner Herzog they're gonna make a story of his life but there's also another filmmaker that like wants to make a documentary with Werner Herzog about the Loch Ness Monster and he's fascinated by, um, he says, uh, the difference between fact and truth. And he thinks that there's like an ecstatic truth, which is like, you know, the universal truth that you see in poetry or things that you like really ring true. That isn't just like a fact. It's like, we all know it to be true. And anyway, that I think plays into the format of the like theme of the movie. Um, but basically there's this documentary crew that goes to Loch Ness and starts looking for evidence of the Loch Ness monster. And this like kind of Hollywood style producer starts like interfering with the documentary by like adding in hoax elements that they're supposed to discover. Like he just starts fucking up the documentary as it occurs. And then while the documentary is being sabotaged and like it's, it's, it's kind of this frustrating kind of comedy in a way about like the annoyance of of like the worst film set that you could be on which really rung true to uh not i'm not saying that i've been on anything like that but there's moments where you can see like oh that's this little film thing that's irritating timed like a million and i would not want to be with that person anymore um but while it's being sabotaged they run into and get kind of attacked by the Loch Ness monster that really exists and so it's this like fake and real thing and it kind of morphs from being like a naturalist documentary into this kind of comedy into this like weird kind of horror thing anyway it's pretty intense and I would like someone else to watch it because I need to talk to somebody about it because it was very strange and I think I liked it uh but it I, I don't uh, I have no other comparables for it. It was bizarre. Usually you're quite sure as to your opinions on movies. So for you to come across and say, I think I liked it is very like, 
what yeah. is this movie if Will does not know where he stands on it? It feels like a bit of like a Russian doll where you're going like, oh, I thought it was this. Oh, I thought it was this. Oh, it's actually this. And then you, in retrospect, you kind of like see the journey that you were on, but it, it's just, it's it's kind of bizarre art filmy stuff. Um, in, in, in stark uh, opposition of that, there's also a lovely animated short called The Ballad of Nessie. <laughs> um, that's like an animated uh, film that Disney did. It's kind of like Winnie the Pooh style animation. And there's uh, Nessie who lives in a puddle with a wee rubber ducky and a Scotsman builds a golf course over top of her home. And then she has to go search for a new home. And it ends up being this kind of origin story for the Loch Ness Monster. I recommend it. So does she end up in Loch Ness? Well, you'll have to you'll have to see the ending and find out. Oh, you'll you're leaving us all on tenterhooks. <laughs> I know. Uh, it's only about seven or eight minutes long, too. So it's uh, I, I recommend it. Um, I've got a few more movies here, Madrin. Is there anything you want to jump in with? Um, you said something yeah, about I, Ted Dance in there. <laughs> yeah, I found a movie called Loch Ness. Uh, in which Ted Danson plays a zoologist. He's an American zoologist who gets sent to Loch Ness to try to dispel the myth. Um, And he doesn't want to do it because he had ruined his career previously by trying to prove the existence of the Sasquatch. But he goes because they promise him an absolute ton of money. And of course, he's in the middle of a divorce. So he has to pay his ex-wife a ton of alimony. Mm-hmm. So he goes. That'll get the plot rolling. <laughs> sure, that gets the plot. And of course, he rents a room from the lovely single lady, Laura, and her young daughter, Isabel, who grow to be quite fond of him. Um, and so they like they scan the whole lake uh, using sonar and they can't find any trace of it. Um, and but you know, he's so desperate to actually find the monster because he was ruined by not being able to prove the Sasquatch myth. Um, and he ends up, um, the, the little girl takes him to Urquhart Castle, mm. which we talked about previously, where they find a family of plesiosaurs. And it okay. turns out that she can communicate them using like a, like a series of different whistles. Okay. Kind of like um, dog, dog whistles and, or like. Yeah, yeah, well, like somehow she can like, yeah, like she, I, I can't whistle like that, but like the, these different low and higher tones of whistling is how mm. she can communicate with them. Uh, and so he realizes that they are real. And so he and his partner travel back to the States because, and they're going to show all of these photographs and everything that they have that are proof. But the water bailiff follows them and tries and begs them not to do it. And in the end, he realizes that Nessie and her family are better off being left alone and not to reveal the proof of their existence because it'll just bring a whole bunch of people to Loch Ness and will ruin their lives. So during his presentation, instead of showing these photographs that show unrefutable proof of Nessie, uh, he shows a drawing that the little girl had given him instead, uh, which of course, ruins his reputation even more but he moves back to scotland and he gets together with the innkeeper and her daughter and all is well and he transforms as an individual which is probably more satisfying anyway 
yeah and you know he becomes a better person for it but like jolie richardson plays the innkeeper and ian holm is the water bailiff mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like oh okay this is like these are some famous people <laughs> um there's a few more movies that I'll, I'll go into here um the the first is uh just like this is where nessie appears but not quite as dominantly um the first is uh, The Private Life of Sherlock Holmes, just like a 1970s mm-hmm. film that I watched um, that centers on the real Sherlock Holmes, who just like personality-wise is a little bit different than the persona that we read through the books. Like it's a little bit less glamorized, so that's still very much that style of performance. Um, and in this film, there's a scene um, in which Watson apparently like sees the Loch Ness Monster and he like runs to the room. He's like, oh, it's the Loch Ness Monster. And they go to the telescope and they can't see it in the mist. And then later on, they're attacked by it in a boat and it sends them out into the, into the water. Um, and they realize that eventually um, the Loch Ness Monster is actually a, a submarine disguised underwater by the Loch Ness Monster moving around on top. And there's kind of a fun fact about this too. I don't know if you saw this in the research, Madrid, but in 2016, they discovered at the bottom of Loch Ness what they thought was like, oh, it's the Loch Ness Monster. And it turned out to be a prop from this movie um, <laughs> from, from over, uh, I guess it would be almost 50 years earlier that sunk to the bottom of the lake because apparently originally, like in the movie, there's a long neck on the monster and it looks more like the photograph, like that kind of grainy old photograph. Um, the surgeon's but, photo that yeah. everybody just proved. Yeah. Yes, but they didn't, uh the director didn't want the humps on the back but the hump like was part of the buoyancy that like made the monster float and so apparently when they took out the humps it sunk <laughs> and then they had, to, they had to say yeah whatever and I had to make another one um and I guess they didn't tell anybody <laughs> until it was discovered way later because it's so deep like you just lost it it's not coming back um so oh, I thought that was kind of cool that they ran into uh, a monster from shooting that movie um, there's a reference in, uh, Monsters, Inc. that they say, uh, the, the, Lo- the Loch Ness Monster is one of the few monsters that was banished from Monstropolis. <laughs> I don't yeah. know why, <laughs> uh, but they were kicked out. Um, and- It was just one of those funny throwaway things, though, that, like, <laughs> yeah. if you were a young child, you maybe wouldn't pick it up, but adults were like, haha, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there's also w- one other, uh, funny movie that's got a, a fun, um, uh, tie into the Loch Ness monster is Napoleon Dynamite, and Napoleon uh, gives a, a very uh, excellent and short speech, which I shall recite to you now. Not, not in that voice, but I will read it out loud. So he says he's like doing a class project, and he goes up to the front of the room and says, uh, "Last week, Japanese scientists explaced," and he says "explaced," and then corrects himself and says, "placed explosive detonators at the bottom of the Loch Ness to blow Nessie out of the water." Sir Godfrey of the Nessie Alliance summoned the help of Scotland's local wizards to cast a protective spell over the lake and its local residents and all those who seek for a peaceful existence of our underwater ally. He makes this random speech that he was asked to research, I guess, about Nessie. And I think it's great. So I thought somebody would appreciate that. Shout out to everybody who likes Napoleon Dynamite at home. And if you don't, um, I don't know what to do for you. Um, those are the movies I got, Madrin. Now I'm going to start talking about television. Um, any uh, movies or TV you want to jump into? Movies or TV? Uh, well, I mean, if there's any movies you want to talk about before we move on to TV. 
No, no. I mean, I, I knew that you would have a longer list of movies, as you do, That's, that you often do. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> um, well, I yeah, I came across, there's an animated series called The Familyness, mm-hmm. uh, and it's a, a British cartoon series about a family of Loch Ness monster creatures, and they all have names that... Um, basically describe their personalities it's like there's ferociousness and babiness and like the cleverness. smurfs but yes, like less exactly. uh, problematic than the smurfs yeah yeah exactly um and they befriend a pair of children named elsbeth and angus mm-hmm. um who live uh, you know they he's um uh his dad their dad uh so apparently like they don't have a mom because they never see or mention her in any way oh. <laughs> okay. um, so he's the he's the adult of course he's like the boring adult who says that this is just nonsense of course there are no monsters um but what's interesting and this kind of goes back to that ted dance and loch ness movie is that angus and elspeth be- can talk to and summon their nest friends with a thistle whistle okay uh and and that's and then you know and they go on adventures together and like mm. do cool. you know fun animated series children's series things did together. it run for a long time <laughs> like it was uh i think it was i mean well it was um a bbc series so i think it was on for what was considered to be a fairly long bbc they run. do such yeah a lot shorter runs than US yeah so i think it was on for like a full year and then they also did like and then they would do repeats mm-hmm. uh throughout the 90s and the early 2000s and then i guess there was a very short run on bbc2 in the mm-hmm. early 2000s and that was kind of the last that anybody saw of the familyness hmm. cool um well Last week, um, imagine you were talking about uh, disenchantment, uh, Matt Groening, and uh, I've always said Matt Groening, but I, I realized <laughs> I think we talked about last week. No, no yeah, wrong. I know it's, it's weird. It's actually it's Groening, even yeah. though there's no A in that. I, name. Lo- I looked up one of those as I do often for this podcast. One of those videos that like is like here's how you pronounce this word, and it's like a 30 second video with one pronunciation randomly in the middle. That's like Groening, <laughs> and you have to listen to it three times. Anyway, I think I yeah. said it right. Um, it, there's he he loves the Loch Ness monster and appears in two of his shows uh, before Disenchantment. The first of which is uh, The Simpsons, which is the longest running yep. animated show of all time with those um, yellow cartoons. Um, it's it, uh, there's an episode called uh, Monty Can't Buy Me Love, in which uh, Montgomery Burns wants to be a trillionaire, like not which is which is about like a billionaire searching for thrills. <laughs> he wants to be a trillionaire. Um, and uh, he uh, goes uh, to Loch Ness and captures the monster with the help of Homer Simpson, Professor Frank and groundskeeper Willie. Um, and at the end of the episode, uh, the monster is given a-, a job at a casino uh, along with Homer. And I think that's- yep. And he's uh, stealing right. blackjack at the end of it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the other uh, television that uh, show that it appears in is Futurama in uh, Bender's Big Score, which is, I think, one of the like movies they did in those kind of like movie season versions of Futurama. Yeah, they did like just really long 
episodes, basically. And then they kind of counted that as one of the kind of timelines of Futurama that they jumped back into. Um, but in this one, it's kind of, there's a throwaway joke where uh, Fry takes a job caring for a narwhal at an aquarium uh, in old New York. And eventually, uh, the narwhal is returned to the wild and they replace it with the Loch Ness monster, um, which by that time has been proven to be just a log with a mask stapled to it. And despite yeah. the fact that that's what it is, everyone like loves it. They all run in, they're like, oh, the Loch Ness monster. And it's, it's just still a like log. a huge tourist attraction. <laughs> yeah, in because that was the Loch Ness like... monster. Um, that's just such the but that is just like that is the humor of Futurama it's so good and this brings me to my other point um which I I, I asked Patron to save for the podcast which is breaking news well it won't be breaking news oh! by, the, by the time the podcast comes out but uh good news everyone uh Bendergate is complete um the the voice of Bender will be back and we're all very excited after um some concern uh, that that wasn't going to happen um, yes, John DiMaggio has settled his pay dispute. He will be back for the new episodes that are coming out next year. Bendergate is over. And I think that that speaks to the power of uh, support from your community, because I know mm -hmm. that a lot of the of other prominent voice actors were voicing their support for him mm -hmm. on social media and publicly. Um, and I did. And like so I'm, was... I'm really glad that it and I'm really glad that it resolved itself in such a positive way as well, too, so that it kind of it sets an example going forward. Mm -hmm. And I like that it, it wasn't like sometimes we get kind of, for lack of a better term, like toxic fan pushes where they're like really aggressive yeah. about like, let's get that director's cut or let's get that whatever. And after a while, there's so much like kind of aggression on the internet that the studio does it. And I don't love when that occurs. But in this case, it felt like it was really like advocated for in a good way. In a um, solid, positive, supportive yeah. way as opposed I mean, to like, yeah, because I, and I think that what you were talking about is that oftentimes fan support for something to, to be, or pushing for it to come out was because they didn't like the first thing that they were offered in terms yeah. of the story or whoever was playing or whatever, mm -hmm. right? So instead of just acknowledging like, oh, I didn't like that version of it, they create this whole thing in their minds where like, oh, that's never what we wanted in the first place. And we we, we need that director's cut or we need this, this, this edit or it has to be this person yeah. playing it as opposed to just saying like, eh, that, that particular thing wasn't for me. But I think in this case, everyone was just kind of like, it's just not going to be the same. Like, yeah. let me just be straight up with you. Well, I mean, I, if, I if John DiMaggio didn't come back, I'm like, I don't think I could watch it. Like, it was going to be weird. Yeah, exactly. And like, so they Futurama were going to lose. Is not but... Futurama without Bender, and Bender is not Bender without John DiMaggio. Mm -hmm. And I think, yeah. you know, we know that he got some amount of a raise, but I know that he was advocating for some of the other voice actors as well. Like, that's what he mm -hmm. wanted is not just for him to get a payday, but for them well, he was together saying that as a, it, yeah. yeah. And I thought that was awesome. Um, yeah. So that was my Mac ranting update uh, through Nessie, um, through uh, The Simpsons and Futurama. Um, it also appears in a long running, uh, long love sitcom called uh, How I Met Your Mother. And oh, I was going to talk about that. That's okay. Oh, no, you, you can jump in if you want. Um, oh, just, like that. There's one. There's one main character named Marshall who has this long-running obsession with the Loch Ness monster throughout his entire throughout the entire ten years run of the series, mm -hmm. to the point where uh, Marshall and Lily honeymoon in Scotland, mm -hmm. so that he can spend most of his honeymoon 
trying to look for Nessie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's also an episode where they do uh, like flash forward seeing an older Marshall in his office Mm -hmm. and there's a newspaper clipping on the wall where the headline says New York City lawyer captures Nessie. So like the implication (laughs) is that sometime in the future Marshall does find the Loch Ness Monster. Yeah Yeah. I I, uh, that that show was a big uh, pandemic uh, binge for me (laughs) so that uh, stuck out uh, for sure. I I like that. Um, that's all I got for TV, but I do have a couple video games to talk about. Uh, imagine any other TV, last call for television? Nope, go for it. Uh, well, video game us up. It's time for Madrin's favorite segment of the show. Oh, and you're gonna you know talk what it, about you know what it is. You stupid. know it. You love it. It's the Pokemon segment of the show. The Pokemon part, yeah. Oh yeah. Look, maybe imagine before we get into this. Uh, let, let's get into it. What, what don't you like about Pokemon? You know what? Uh, I don't even know. I know so little about Pokemon that I don't even know what it is about Pokemon I don't like. <laughs> well, I think maybe, because to me, maybe it's I need just to like, sit down so... and give you like a Pokemon like TED Talk or like a Pokemon intervention and <laughs> yeah, like maybe. explain the legitimacy to you of these wonderful creatures that literally <laughs> interpret like all history of myth and monster. I mean, I, um, one of my very closest friends is, is just absolutely enamored with Pikachu. So, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe I, I should give it more of a chance than I do. At this point, <laughs> it's just, it's kind of fun to hate on the Pokemon because everybody loves Pokemon and mm-hmm. I basically don't know anything about Pokemon. I think it also has like a special like nostalgia in my heart because I was like, I remember playing the first Pokemon games like Pokemon Blue when I was in North America and Game Boys. And like- you know why else I think I don't like it is that my nephew was so obsessed with that Pokemon Go game. Oh yeah. But- at the time that it was at its height, he was young enough that his parents didn't really love him just like wandering around for miles on end by mm-hmm. himself. So there was one summer where I ended up walking blocks and mm-hmm. blocks and blocks and blocks, following him around, waiting for him to catch mm-hmm. these Pokemon. And it was just like, kill me now. <laughs> well, whatever summer that was, and and sometime after that, I loved it because I walk my dog and usually I just walk aimlessly for half an hour. And I was like, oh, and I can walk aimlessly and catch Pokemon. And one of the Pokemon that I caught was this Pokemon, uh, which is called Lapras. And Lapras is very specifically like or originates from um, the Loch Ness Monster to the point that it was almost named Ness in Pokemon Blue. They, they decided after the beta to call it Lapras, um, but it is this kind of blue Pokemon with like the long kind of Nessie style head. It's kind of got like a shell-like thing on its back and it's a water ice type Pokemon. And anybody who knows Pokemon knows exactly what I'm talking about and will go, oh yeah, that is kind of like the Loch Ness Monster. Um, that's yeah, actually, I think that name is actually quite clever because Lapis is a very deep, uh, I, I don't know any other way to describe it. Lapis is a very deep blue color. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. So that, you know, merging <laughs> you know, the two as, words together. This is one of the original Pokemons. As Pokemon has progressed, they've gotten a little bit more abstract, <laughs> but I would say the first 150, 250 Pokemon are really excellent. And I appreciate a lot of the directions they've got in, but just not all of them with time. Um, there's another video game that's a bit of a throwback to people who had N64s, um, which is in Super Mario 64, 
on the hazy maze cave level, um, you can find a Nessie-like creature named Dory swimming in a cavern um, at the bottom of the level, which is kind of this like, uh, like monster. And um, Dory makes later appearances a bunch of the Mario Party titles too. So Dory has appeared and is Loch Ness Monster inspired. And that was a fun game also. And thus ends my pop culture information. Uh, Isn't there a a, a a Nessie character in World of Warcraft too? Oh, I don't know. See, I played- It's like it's an NPC that you can just kind of see swimming around in the water. Well, that's fun. Kind of like that um, Untitled Goose Project game. You can just be a random thing. Do you know about this? This is, I'm no. sorry. This, this will have to be my tangent for the day. There's a game, this is not my pitch, but let's just call it an early pitch called Untitled Goose Project where you just play as a goose, you're just a goose and your whole job is just to mess with the farmer. Like you just go into the farmer's <laughs> land and you like steal his rake and you throw it in the river. There's all these objectives. It's like a short game that was made by indie developers. And it's like super calming and it's got this nice pleasant music. Um, and just uh, be a goose. My friend Dan got it once and we all like played it together up. and we were just like sitting around messing with this farmer. And I, it's, it's pretty great guys. You should get Untitled Goose Project. Um, coming to a game platform near you. Um, so were you saying that that was the end of all your pop culture references? Sure is. Do you have well, a... I'm going to bring up a book from my childhood that this is like one of my earliest memories. It was called Serendipity. Okay. Uh, and it's got this very cute doe-eyed, uh, looks very much like the Loch Ness Monster, but is hot pink character. Mm -hmm. Um it's basically like she's a, a very large pink sea monster mm -hmm. who realizes that she has a very important job to do in protecting the waters that she lives in. But it starts out with her feeling really badly about herself because she doesn't know, like she doesn't look like anything else that's in this world. She's the only thing that's like that. And she doesn't really know what her place in the world is. And essentially the moral of the story is like to trust in yourself and to know yourself which I, you know, is such a great message for these early uh, child books. And I also loved that that's actually what taught me the definition of the word serendipity, which mm. is essentially a happy accident. Cool. So that is how serendipity comes to be is that um, basically it's just kind of like a happy accident that she is on the planet and the whole jam is like, trust in yourself and know who you are and... That's It'll pretty, bring you uh, happiness. That's a yeah. good jam, you know? That's a good, it's a good jam to have. It's a good yeah. jam to live by. And then uh, as far as music goes, it's not so much that this is about the Loch Ness Monster, but um, the police's synchronicity too makes a lot of allusions to the Loch Ness Monster in the lyrics of the song. Uh, because what they were doing was talking about or using uh, Carl Jung's theory of synchronicity, mm -hmm. which is essentially that there's a larger pattern to life. It's not just chaos. And so these two parallel events happen uh, within the song, um, because basically what's happening is that this guy lives this very mediocre existence like he hates his job he hates his boss he hates his family at home and so his just this anxiety and this tension and this crisis is building up in him so much that it wakes up the Loch Ness monster oh, cool. who then goes around like hunting down this per people in this cottage that's near the lake 
Sweet. So it's very interesting that this like this parallel existential crisis is enough to wake up the Loch Ness monster. That's awesome. I'll have to listen. Yeah. To that. Well, uh, you know, Sting isn't always about tantric sex. Sometimes he has like some really interesting lyrical choices. Yeah, and sometimes he appears in uh, modern comedy sitcom. I'm pretty sure he has a guest appearance in Only Murders in the Building. <laughs> Am I right? He does. In the elevator. He does. Um, he is a character. They briefly, this is not really a spoiler. They briefly think he's the murderer. Mm-hmm. He's not. Well, that's a spoiler. <laughs> okay, anyway. Um, that's part of the fun of that. Um, uh, we're going to take a bit of a break. And when we get back, we're going to be joined by Nessa. And we're going to be uh, learning a lot about the truth of the Loch Ness Monster, which I have probably... Uh, wondered about my entire life. I I cannot think of a time in my life that I have not wondered about that, although I can't remember when I started wondering about it, (laughs) but we're going to get some answers soon and uh, we'll get uh, to the bottom of it when we get back. Welcome back to uh, Monstrology. I am really excited about this. Uh, I, I feel like it's it's breaking news. Um, now, this this format I think is really good for our guest because they don't have to reveal themselves uh, so much as just uh, speak their truth to us. And uh, you know, some mystery will be uh, forever shrouded in the mist. But I'm very excited to be joined by uh, Nessa today. Um, who is uh, a Loch Ness Ness monster, maybe the Loch Ness monster. We'll find out how many of them there are. Hi, Nessa. Hello. Hi. 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 Thanks for having me. It's nice to be here. Yeah, it's so nice to have you. Thank Um, you. Yeah. Uh, Where where are you coming from? Uh, We we, uh, we sent um, somebody over to you to obviously set up all of this equipment for you. uh, But where are you you, uh, streaming in uh, from? Oh yeah, um, well, I'm right, right at the bottom of a uh, of Loch Ness. I have I have a couple little um, I have a couple little little burrows, little holes that I that I kind of dig into sometimes. Like a um, like a so hide I, like a hidey hole. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I guess you could call it a hidey oh, hole. Oh, okay. I, have, I have one that's a little like that's where I sleep. That's my little bed. Um, this is the one where I do my thinking in. Uh, it was really it was really <laughs> great that you guys found a waterproof microphone. I was really really impressed by that good, yes. good job well i did i, I sent uh, i guess really that's the, that's the intern um so uh shout out to uh sapphire our intern who uh set us up today i sent them over to loch ness and i said just uh go find the loch ness monster um get them to sign this uh paperwork uh make sure it doesn't get soggy and set up the equipment and really so they, they really went the extra mile um are they yeah. are they doing okay Oh yeah, yeah. I only talked to Sapphire uh, very, very briefly. Uh, I mean, I mean, they seem very nice. I just, I, I don't, I don't really like talking uh, to people that much. Uh, so. Mm. Well, then um, it's it's a real honor that you're willing to talk with with us. So thank you so much. Yeah, uh, yeah. You're well. You're welcome. Um, so, are are there any other Loch Ness monsters down there with you? Uh, um, no, <laughs> monster. Everyone always. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yes. No, 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 no. I, I hear it all day. They're always on boats overhead. Uh, yeah, I do prefer Nessa, but Nessie's fine too. Oh, okay. Nessica, whatever, whatever you want. Nessica. Is that the yeah. full the full name? I, I just play around with it a lot. You know, I have a mm-hmm. lot of time down here alone. Uh, no, sorry. No is the short answer. There, there are no other uh, no other creatures like me uh, mm. down here. It's it's just me. Just me. Uh, oh, that's alone. a shame. 
Um, are you are you able well, to what, I mean there are other we we know that there are other creatures that live in Loch Ness, right? Like there are lots of eels and there are seals and oh, yes. otter, you know. So I'm um, do you do you hang out with them at all? Like do you have any friends down in, in the I, water at all? Or are you just totally solitary? I, I mean I yeah I do have friends. It, it's tough. I really I, I really spent a lot of time searching to see if there was anyone else like me, you know. Um and I, I tried living with the eels for a while. I, I tried living with the seals. Uh, I climbed up and spent a couple of days with some sheep once, but it, you know, it just never was quite right. Um, I do have some fish friends. Uh, okay. I, I have some fish friends. They they don't speak English though, um, so it, it, you know. Are they a bit cliquey too? Like they always just want it. They got their own kind of thing going on. It's I hard mean, to get they, yeah, they here. swim in the, the, uh, like certain patterns a lot, and I, I try to join in. I never quite understand though. Also, also I do eat fish sometimes, so it gets complicated. Say, maybe they think that you're trying to hunt them. So you do eat yeah. fish. That was one of my questions is, is what do you, what do you eat down there? So fish? fish yeah, fish. I try, you know, I did try to stick to an all vegetation diet. Cause I felt, mm. I felt bad for the fish, but it's, oh, it's tough. You know, there's, it's just, it's tough to survive on just seaweed and moss. And, yeah. And things I, that fall there's all that peat, I couldn't right? There's it. all yeah. the peat in Loch yes. Ness. I can imagine it's not very, that can't taste very good. Yeah, well, years and years on end, you know, it's just, oh, there's a lot of it. There, it, just, it gets boring. One time someone dropped some potato chips by accident off the boat. Oh, that it, was, it was delicious. It was, sealed? it was sealed in the bag or did it they was, get all it, soggy? It, yeah, I was sealed in the bag and I, I was able to get it open and oh man, uh, yeah, if anyone but wants you, to drop any more chips in, uh, but, but maybe did, take them out of the bag because we don't want to litter, we don't want to litter. But, but if they took that out of the bag and they put it in the water, then, but Nessa, they would get all uh, soggy and then they well, wouldn't taste very good. Well, it's still better than peat, you know? That's true. <laughs> soggy chips Well, are I think when you live in a lake, uh, pretty much everything you eat is already soggy. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm used to soggy, soggy life, soggy life. That'd be a good song. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. We, we need some more, uh, lock, lock nest, uh, you know, uh, songs. Um, yeah, it sounds like most of your eating is underwater, you're eating fish, you're eating the occasional, uh, potato chip or soggy food that's fallen off a boat. Are you mm -hmm. able to move on land or are you strictly aquatic? Uh, I am, I am able to move on land uh i do have uh i do i have so i have they're kind of they're like fins but they kind of um can also be feet like um it's uh, maybe most similar to if you've seen like a walrus like uh -huh. a little bit like that yeah they're fins but i can waddle around on land i just i just find it a bit scary up there you know they're scary every, every time i go up people people yell or they try to throw spears or they just flash spears. lights in my face there haven't been spears for a while but there yeah. used to be a lot of spears oh um, spears that would have been quite a while back so you know uh yeah i have to say nessa you, you don't look like an ancient creature um do you mind if i ask how old you are it just really helps us for for understanding um uh, our guests oh yes of course uh i mean i don't count time in exactly but i think it's somewhere around 500 years okay um but there wow. i there could have been some before me i i don't i've i was just one day i just popped out of an egg you know and i was all out alone of an egg. So, 
I would have, I would okay, have been so it wasn't yeah. like a, a Finding Nemo situation. You weren't um, d- displaced uh, from family. You you came out of that. Uh, Finding Nemo was a movie. Anyway, this is oh, I, okay. I see. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you you came. I out don't of see a egg. lot of movies down here. I you know? Yeah. Well, you know what? It would be tough, right? Because the electricity hard to get down there. And actually, if you have a television underwater, it can electrocute you. You, you probably want to not try. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. But I you know what? If yeah, we can maybe get uh, uh, Sapphire to set one up for you on the beach. And uh, in, in a secluded location, I have a little uh, uh, a movie night. Um, that would be nice. I pack. could at least listen to it. I have yeah. pretty good hearing. Oh, yeah. You can hear things yeah. like through the water. From, yeah, from, yeah. From how so, far out? Oh, miles. Miles? Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. Imagine yeah. how far can you hear out from? Definitely not miles. I do have pretty good hearing though. Uh-huh. Yeah. But if I was to talk but, at, but I would uh, say it's in like tens of feet, not miles plural. Yeah. yeah, that's like that's in through water. Like I it's hard to hear through water. Even think when I'm swimming through a pool. Maybe our you know, I guess our ears are just not made for that environment. Yeah, it's just really different uh, different exceptional ears, skill, Nessa. Yeah, um, that's just what I do most of the time is I just listen. Listening. Do you yeah. ever hear oh, any weird like stuff? To, yeah, like who, what are you listening to? Are you listening to the people in the boats oh, on yeah, the surface of the water? People on the boats going back and forth. I listen to them and their conversations. Listen to the buzz of the sheep and the chirps of the bird, you know, just things to pass the time. What do people typically talk about on the boats? Uh, I mean... They talk about me a lot. It, really? It makes me a little uncomfortable. I just don't really like being the center of attention, you know? Um, mm. uh, I, I mean, it's very, some of them seem very nice. They seem very excited about me. So I, I appreciate that. Um, but I don't know, a lot of them are very grumpy about it too. A lot of the time you get a couple and one of them is like, oh, I love the, the, the Nessie so much. The other one's like, wow, wow, wow. I don't even know why we're here. It's a waste of money, you know? You get, yeah, a lot of fighting. it seems like in some ways kind of, um, you know, a lose-lose situation, not to, not to be too negative, but if you go up to them yeah. and say, it's me, the Loch Ness Monster, they go, ah, and run away. And then if you yeah. don't come out, they go, oh, we didn't see it. Yeah. You know, every, that's, time that's I, every time I come up, I feel like it just gets so loud or they take pictures and scream and uh, it's just... I don't know if I can do it anymore. So you're saying that some of the the photos out there are are authentic, uh, you know? Probably. I mean, I know there's definitely some that aren't. I've heard, I've heard some people setting, setting up shots and saying, this is going to be great. I'm like, I'm I'm on the other side of the lake, but I'm I'm nowhere near there, (laughs) you know? Uh, So, you know, don't believe uh, everything you see. (laughs) They just want their, their moment, you know, but it's, it's, uh, it's really your time to shine. And so do you think that you're just uh, a little bit shy by nature? Is that why you don't like to talk to the public? Yeah, I, yeah it's just it's just always been me here alone, you know, and I, 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 tr- I try to break out, you know, like I said, I want to make friends and we all just find want to find somewhere we belong. But it's hard whenever you go, people scream or they call you a monster or they or they, or, you know, they swim away. Yeah, maybe. Um... I don't know. Maybe we could facilitate some sort of vacation for you. Did we say there's some sort of, so we've got some other um, 
you know, I, I should clarify, as I did uh, last episode, that I used the, the, the word monster uh, affectionately and without judgment. So there's some yes, other... Yes, that's, that's so, fine. You can say monster. I, okay. I don't know. It's not my favorite term, but it's I, I get it. You know? Okay. I get it. There's some other uh, monsters that we've discovered that seem quite similar to you. And in fact... Really? Might be... Uh, um, there's one named Champ, you know? Oh. Um, it's in Canada. There's one named Bessie. Bessie, that's very similar yes. to Nessie, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, and well, I feel like, you know, they maybe you guys could get along if you went on vacation. Have you ever left Loch Ness? I'm, I've, I've definitely done some exploring. I've done some, some swimming. I don't like when the water gets salty, um, okay. so I haven't gone that far. But I've tried. Have you to ever do- been on a? Well, a- all of the, the all of the lakes here in a uh, in Canada, they're they're freshwater lakes. So yeah. you know, you could meet you can meet Ogopogo. Uh, they're they're out in uh, British Columbia Uh, there's one that's in Lake Ontario that is the Gassiendietha yeah that's a a bit more of a dragon I don't know I don't know if you get along with the dragons but that's kind of I don't know either no that's that's an interesting distinction that I, I how would you define your appearance what type of uh creature do you think you most resemble you know because some people i've heard you know and i'm looking at you now and thinking that some of these things are quite silly but some people say that you know it looks kind of like a dinosaur or or you look kind of like an otter or a seal or or an eel or for the viewers at home i'm wondering if you can just give a little bit of clarity of like how they can you know imagine you as, as they listen to you yeah. Um, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, my, my skin, I think is most similar to eel skin. Um, oh. It does change colors, though. Whoa. Um, so yeah, That's right so now, cool. I usually leave it at, um, at, you know, a, a, a black or a dark brown or a green, because I don't, I don't, as I say, I don't like to be too flashy. Yeah, but sometimes right now it's when this, I'm, nice, this nice green color. That, yeah. yeah. But, but sometimes what? when I'm in my hidey holes, I like to go bright pink. Whoa. <laughs> That's just for me. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. very interesting because one of my very favorite books from childhood was about a sea creature who looked uh, uh, quite similarly to the way that you're often depicted, except oh. that she was hot pink. Her oh. name was Serendipity. Do you, oh. maybe oh. do you know her? I don't, I've never met a Serendipity, but maybe someone saw me when I was just having... So a little dance party by myself and, oh. <laughs> and oh, maybe. saw me in my pink form. Well, you'll uh, be pleased to know that the whole plot and the whole moral of the story is that when you you believe in yourself and you have confidence in yourself, that's where your happiness stems from. Oh, wow. Oh, that's nice. That's yeah. a nice message. I like that. <laughs> um, yeah, so so eely, eely skin. Um, I can understand. I can understand the dinosaur comparison. Um, I've, I've, uh, I mean, I've never met a dinosaur. Well, um, as far I, as I know that there isn't any more dinosaurs unless in oh, fact okay. you were a dinosaur. And then I could say that there is dinosaurs, but in this case, I don't I mean, think I you are a dinosaur. Ya. I mean, I can't tell you. I, I, That's true. like I said, it's just me alone. Um, but yeah, I've got, I've got a long body. I've got four finny feet things and a nice long tail. Um, I don't have any humps though. People no always, humps. people always think I have humps. I think it's maybe just the way I swim. Oh yeah. yeah. Just kind of right. Bobbing at the surface there. Yeah. Um, 
Are you a fan of the bagpipes? I just feel like there's a lot of bagpipes where you are. A lot more than where I am. There's a lot of bagpipes. You know, I appreciate it. I I appreciate the art form. A lot Um, of breath power in bagpipes. Yeah, absolutely. It must take a lot. It's it's a bit loud for me, but... Mm -hmm. um, When your hearing is so good. Yeah, I like them when they're further away. It's nice and gentle. Mm -hmm. If someone brings it on the boat, it's like, oof. Oh, I'm gonna yeah. do this today, you know, but I, any I appreciate boat it. Weddings with bagpipes on a on a boat. I mean, it's kind of misty. Maybe oh. they wouldn't. Uh, with a wedding, that's that's when they they scream like Mazel Tov or like Woo, congrats, right? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, oh, yeah. They, those happen they, sometimes. Mazel Tov. I, I that could be a different celebration, but oh, okay. Um, the it's when two humans say, "I'm gonna love you forever," and then they try to, and then they uh, often do. Oh, and they make this sound. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, imagine you did that, right? You did a uh, wedding, and you did you make that sound? Uh, may, maybe one. Uh, I don't. I mean, I don't recall that being part of the agenda of the day. Well, yeah, Isaac, yeah, uh, yeah. Go, Isaac, can you can you do it I, one more time, and then Patrick like, can see if they did that? I do. I do. Like did, that. Did you do that? Uh, well, I mean, with our ceremony, we just said yes. We didn't say yes. I do. But yeah, that's, I mean, that's basically that's how it busy. goes. <laughs> that's very forward. <laughs> well, you know, it was, it was, we had a pretty anti, uh, well, well, we we were very like, do you want to, do you want to? Yay. Okay, great. You're married. Let's all still, go drink. Sounds like you <laughs> still did the sound though. That's, that's There was, key. there was kissing. Yes. Oh, kissing. Kissing. Yes. Kissing. Yes. Yeah. Have you ever done that, Nessa? Kissing? <laughs> no. <laughs> Who would I kiss? I don't know. No. A seal? Um, yeah. Your fish friends? A fish I've, friends? I've, I've hugged a seal before. What was that like? Um, well, I'm a lot bigger than them, <laughs> oh. so um, I accidentally broke his rib, but he was okay. Oh, no. Did yeah. he stay okay, or was he okay for a little while and then not okay? I mean, I swam, he swam away, and I didn't see him again, so I, oh. I guess we'll never know. I, I figured he was avoiding me, but... Oh, well, you know what? Most maybe, people who, hug, who don't swim away forever and never come back, so, oh. you know, oh, yeah, no. keep, keep it up. You know, maybe you'll find someone. Maybe if you're able to go on this vacation... I imagine I'm sure we got an intern that could facilitate some sort of vacation here for for Nessa and, and maybe there's oh, I, a... well I mean if we can send the intern over to Scotland I think that we could try to arrange some sort of transportation for Nessa here to come over here well yeah Sapphire just maybe can figure if it you out. want if you I'm, want I'm hoping that Sapphire I, can make I, it back up I'm a bit worried about holding their breath for that long yeah but... she'll be fine she'll be fine yeah, okay. but I think I think Nessa if you do choose to come and visit say your potential cousin in in like lake erie lake ontario or or champion lake champlain um here i i mean you, you might be able to appreciate this in scotland but here in canada it's february or sorry oh actually no today is march it's march but it's still quite cold the water's not mm. going to be very warm i don't know if if you like that very much might i suggest a visit in the summertime when our oh. lakes have warmed up a bit oh uh- yeah yeah, I'll think about it. I, I just feel like the press is going to have a heyday, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's possible. Look, if, yeah. we, if we put yeah. you in business, like maybe, yeah. I mean, on any sort of airplane, the transportation is going to be a factor. 
Mm. No, we've got some strings mm -hmm. that we can pull. We'll, we'll do our best, but I, I can't guarantee that it won't be partially public. You know, it's hard to, to get you all the way over there without any sightings. Yeah, I take up does, a lot of space. Kind of make me wonder, how have you managed to avoid the press for so long? And I guess as a follow-up question, uh, what is it that made you decide to come forward today and, and pick this platform uh, to, to share your, your, um, your, your truth with us? Uh, well, I mean, I haven't always avoided the press. Uh, as, as you've said, there, there are some pictures out there. Usually they're pretty far away. Um, but uh, yeah, years ago, I just learned every time I came up and tried to say hello, people would scream or yell. So I, I just stopped doing it. And I just like to listen from afar. Mm. Um, I mean, today, I... I mean, I really wasn't sure what to say when you guys reached out to me. And mm -hmm. I mean, first, I wasn't sure what to say because that letter got really soggy and I, I couldn't read it. Um, but but then yeah. when you sent the, the next one that was laminated and then I'm I pretty couldn't persistent. read it. Yeah, I, you know, I thought, Nessa, look at yourself. You're 500 years old. And when's the last time you've had a conversation? Never never you just listen and you talk to yourself and you know maybe it's time to talk yeah and we here can. at least you know we don't have to go face to face also you your your intern got the nda right oh yeah yeah okay mm -hmm. okay because yeah. yeah, i just good. don't want to tell people exactly yeah. where i am you know yeah. oh yeah um, we, we won't um we won't uh try to specify the location of the hidey hole that that'll be just for you um yeah. but i'm really uh, caught up on this cousin idea i really I really yeah. had no clue. But we do have to say that we should be careful about if they are in fact your cousin, you're going to want to not make too close friends with them. Oh. You just want to be normal platonic friends. and Don't romance them in any way because they could oh. be related to you and um, that's no good. What's, what's wrong with it? You know, it uh, is is historically frowned upon um, mm. in, in human culture. You know, you, it cousin cousin loving is no good what about in in like snake culture or like dinosaur culture is it frowned upon there too yeah that's a good question imagine i haven't thought about the ethics of of snake uh or fish cousin loving uh you know it can't you have to be careful when when they're breeding let's say dogs or or different animals but i mean maybe it's okay what do you think imagine well, I think that that sort of breeding is really only applies to mammals. Like, it's really only a problem if you're trying to breed mammals. Would I don't. You I can, describe I've never really yourself heard of... as a mammal. How? How do you? Can you define mammal? Warm-blooded. You don't know what defines a mammal. Do you not what? remember grade nine science? It's a warm-blooded thing that's not a reptile. I mean, I, I breathe water. Does that, is that a mammal thing? Mammals do? do, don't breathe water. Too. I can breathe air too, know. though. Well, oh, that's Patrick, interesting. I spent most of my time as a child researching monster facts and not enough time researching animal facts, it seems. Um, but uh, I regret nothing. Um, so <laughs> now we know. I mean, uh, it's gotten you this far. Yeah, and it's going to take me all the way uh to whatever i don't know um i mean you've got classes so you seem smart to me oh thank you 
Um, and I have to say, you seem very well spoken for someone who has never spoken before. You must do a lot of reading and a lot of practicing. I, I do a lot of listening and I do do a lot of practicing. Yeah, mm. that's, uh, that's one of the main things I do. Uh, um, I practice. This actually isn't the first voice I had. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, so I used to speak um, with, I think it's what you would call a Scottish accent. Oh, okay. Um, and that's what I think people would expect me to sound like. Um, and then one day I was hearing these people um, from Canada talking, and I thought, what a weird, silly way to talk. And then I thought, I'm going to learn that. And oh, I can really cool. hyper fixate, you know, because I get bored. So I went down for 50 years and I just practiced that voice. Um, and I practiced so long that I forgot. I forgot how I used to speak. Wow. Yeah. What well, suits you? I think this is Thank a good you. voice for you. Yeah. And um, it makes you stand out from the rest of the Scottish people, you know? Um, yeah, I guess. One thing that I've been wondering, and, and, you know, maybe I just have, don't have a good sense of the geography, but is there any golf courses around you? You know, any, any, any golf courses of any kind? It seems um, like in Scotland, I guess what I'm getting at is there could be potentially a lot of golf balls in the Loch Ness. Uh, have you ever found any of those? Um, I mean, a lot of a lot of stuff makes its way to the bottom here. I, 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 I don't hear the word golf very often, so I don't, I don't think so. What about people shouting four and then smacking something? Uh doesn't sound very familiar. Okay. Well, do you think I, all of Scotland is just a bunch of golf courses? No, but I, I'm fairly certain that there is golf in Scotland as that is the origin of the sport. Sometimes uh, I yes, hear when, though, I hear someone go like, hey, honey, and then I hear a smack and then I hear another oh, voice no, that, go, babe, we're in public. Is that's that something else? Is um, that golf? Oh, okay. In fact, if you ever find the person who 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 laid upon the snack and uh, the smack, and you are in fact looking for a snack, that would probably be okay. Oh, okay, all right. Those who smack get snacked. No, no, oh. she's saying that she hears somebody like try to cop a feel, and then the somebody else says, "No, we're in public. You can't do that." And so I think it's the person who's getting felt up who does the smack. Oh, I thought it was the smack. And I was like, you can't smack people. Either oh, way, maybe. that person sounds bad. I mean, sometimes <laughs> there are a couple smacks. This, I'm, I'm talking about, it usually sounds pretty playful. It sounds like they oh, know like each a other. positive smack? Oh, yeah, then they're, it, they're just a bit more of a snack, you know, than a snack. Uh, I don't know. I don't know this, what difference that is. Might, we might be lost in some sort of uh, human um, nuance here. Um, mm, yeah, yeah. Anyway, do you have any games that you play down there? Do you have any sports that you that you play for fun? Uh, well, a while ago, someone dropped something that looks like a statue of me down here. Oh. Um, and sometimes I swim up and I try to pose exactly like it. Okay. Or I try to flip it over. <laughs> Wait, did, did it fall down oh, about fun. 50 years ago? About 50 human years ago? Yeah, that, that sounds about right. Oh, that's a prop from a movie. A, a movie oh. about a famous detective. Anyway, it was created in your likeness. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I thought maybe it was a present to me. Oh. Um, yeah, so sometimes I, I snuggle up to it or I pose like it or oh. I pretend we're holding hands and walking around. Um, 
that's okay. one of my games. Uh, sometimes I know it's not good, but sometimes I, I try to scare the pike. Oh, yeah. Sometimes <laughs> I chase them. And do you catch them? I mean, once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you faster than most fish? I gotta imagine you're pretty fast. Yeah, I'm pretty fast. You know, like, I, I don't like to brag, but I'm pretty fast. I don't, I don't always move fast though. I like, I like a slow life, but what's like when the, I want to. What's the fastest you've ever gone? Oh, I don't know if I measure speed uh, the same way you do, but well, by um, whatever standard that you measure it. Well, okay. So a while ago, um, someone they swam across the whole the whole lake for the first okay. time. Um, and I wanted to just swim below them the whole time to keep them like silent company. Um, but they were going way too slow. So I, I did 20 laps of the lake when they did one. Wow. That's yeah. pretty fast. Yeah. That's faster than that's way faster than I could swim. But yeah, I should hope so. Wow. You don't wow. got fins. <laughs> I got no fins. I just got, I just got fingers on my hands and I got feet. Um, you guys got me laughing this is fun we should play a game sometime yeah i hear people talk about cards cards yeah like like, uh like a deck of cards yeah but i don't i've never seen it maybe i'll maybe i can land imagine i feel like laminating cards is a pretty pretty doable thing i wouldn't worry that they would float it's hard to put them down because they would float You'd have to have put a rock on them or something so that they don't fly away. You know what we should teach you? A great mm. card game for one. It's called Solitaire. And it's oh. great to do in, in solitary, uh, you know, uh, existence. It would yeah. be a great card game for you. Yeah, maybe your intern can drop off some cards. Oh, yeah. oh, and there's another game I play where there are these big tall towers that they have a light at the top that goes around and around and around. Oh, yeah, the lighthouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes I just count how many times the light goes around. Oh, how oh. many times does it go around? Oh, I mean, I pretty much count until I fall asleep. Yeah, you I was know? gonna say it, it always goes around. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it stops. Oh, see, that's that's funny because here, oftentimes when people can't sleep, they'll imagine sheep and they will count sheep yeah. until they. Fall I have asleep. to say, but I, I suppose you see a lot of sheep in real life, so it's more fun to count the lighthouse. Mm-hmm. I have to say, as a young person, I tried counting sheep. It did not work for me. I'm it doesn't not... work. I know. I've tried to. Yeah. All yeah. you end up doing is just lying there awake trying to picture sheep. Yeah. yeah, and the sheep are too interesting. They are too interesting. Yeah. When you're thinking about what does each of their noses look like? How long is their curly hair? You yeah, know, I'm you're to giving give them the too much details. Too much of a backstory. Like, are what they sort friends of, with each other? What type or of like trauma which was one the is, sheep? Which one's mom? Yeah, who yeah. broke up with who? You know, because I yeah, hear yeah. some of that yeah. sheep drama. Oh, sorry. I hear some of the sheep drama. Sheep drama. So you're saying you can understand sheep? I mean, I can't understand them, but you can tell a certain amount of stuff, right? So you can really tone, right? Yeah, yeah. You You can tell when it's it's an angry bar. Yeah, like somebody when you overhear somebody on the phone and they're speaking a language that you don't speak, but you can hear from their tone what the call call must be about. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What is the what is the gossipiest creature that you've got around here that you can tell by tone, like, you know? um they're they're trouble oh it's the trout for sure oh the trout yeah i i heard one the other day it went (laughs) 
Yeah, I was like, wow, that's, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. That's a bit of an overshare. Yeah. Um, well, um, that was awesome. I loved uh, learning all of that info. Now there's a segment on the show that we always do around this time, which is where we pitch things, things that we like. Um, could oh. be a thing that you found, that you watched, that you listened to. Uh, could be a local business to that, that you uh, enjoy. Could be any random thing. Is, is there anything that, that you would like to pitch to our listeners? Uh, well, I, um, I mean, I have heard of this uh, sketch group called uh, Boy Girl Party. I hear people talking about it. Apparently oh. they're, on, they're on YouTube. If that's something that that makes YouTube sense, right? It's a thing. Yeah. yeah. It's a video uh, platform. We can yeah. Watch it. Uh, they're on they're on YouTube they're on Instagram and they just they just do some fun silly sketches I've cool. heard some of them and they sound fun and silly that sounds um, fun and silly yeah I like, and I like the, fun and silly things if uh, if anyone's in um, Ottawa or um, Edmonton or Winnipeg this summer uh, I heard them talking about uh, this show called Bedwetter that's probably going to be there oh um, apparently it's it's this good show you should see i've heard about that I, that show's great that that show has toured before hasn't it With, I, I can't, apparently people were saying things about five stars and i i mean i don't i don't know how they they get the stars on stage but i mean yeah sounds well, cool yeah I, well it's a very uh, uh, we don't have to get into the delicate nature of stars and and the amount of ends that things get um, but I yeah. imagine that you get all of them. Um, you know, if, if you did a show uh, as, as the Loch Ness Monster, how many stars do you think you would get? Because I think you'd get them all. I think, yeah, probably about 60. Whoa, out of five? Oh, I didn't know it was out of five. <laughs> okay, if it was out of uh, 60, how many would you get? Just 62. Oh, wow. I like that. <laughs> you guys that's... have boosted my confidence. You yeah, look at me. I'm being so silly. Yeah. Well, if you had a friend show, Nessa, I would definitely go and yeah. see oh, you. Oh, wow. Well, and I, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I would need to take some improv classes or something to work up the, the confidence no, look, to do that. You've already done more research in your lifetime than I think some improvisers will ever do. So I think you are all set. That's true. I'm really good at listening. Yeah, really good. Is at that listening. important in improv? Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, Madrid, is there anything that uh, you'd like to uh, pitch to our listeners? Yeah, I think, and this kind of goes along with the same theme of fun and silly and just a lot of fun to watch is uh, I rediscovered a series. It's on Crave right now. I don't know if it's on other streaming platforms, but anyway, it's called Tacoma FD. Okay. It has very Brooklyn Nine-Nine vibes. So it takes place in a fire station in Tacoma, Washington. And the two main leads are two of the guys from the Broken Lizard comedy group. They're the ones who did like, yeah, they, oh, well, they're more, they, they made kind of well, more well-known movies called uh, Super Troopers and Beer Fest. Mm -hmm. This was a number of years ago. So now two of those guys have created this sitcom. Um, and it's really funny and it's just a lot of fun to watch. And one of my latest favorite actors is in it, Eugene Cordero. Uh, he, so he's in Tacoma FD. And then I first took notice of him in um, The Good Place. And he also Who does voices he play in my the good place? favorite. He's Jason's friend. Oh, who, I, I think like, I do know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So like, he he was on that final heist with Jason when mm -hmm. he got locked in the safe. 
And so we see him a couple of times, yeah. And he also voices my favorite character on Star Trek Lower Decks, Rutherford. Okay. So he just like, yeah, like he, this actor just pops up in a lot of stuff that I genuinely enjoy. And it's just like, oh, you've got such like warm, positive vibes. I just love all of the work that I watch oh, you do. Great. Yeah. So I guess we're pitching that guy. <laughs> um, yeah, Eugene Cordero <laughs> slash Tacoma FD is also really funny. Cool. Um, my pitch uh, this episode is uh, a website, but it's uh, also kind of a utility for songwriters, and it's called Hook Theory. Um, and the way that it works is it breaks down song structure. So there's a database of about 30,000 songs, and you can look at the chord structure and the melody and the key of the song and how it all fits together. Um, and it's just really cool. <laughs> there's a, a paid version where you can... Um, use it to compose music. Like instead of sheet music, you can kind of drag chords in and out of the sequence and it just plays it for you very quickly. And you can think about songwriting in that way. I think it's kind of cool if you're usually somebody who plays the piano or plays the guitar and you just want like a different way to approach songwriting, you can do it with this thing called hook theory. Or if you're just looking for inspiration, um, you can just search some random song and be like, oh, that's how you structured your song. That's kind of cool. Um, or something that I have done and I've heard other people do is you can find a song you really like and then take the key of that song and compose in that key. You're going to make a whole new song, but you're like, oh, that kind of reminds me of that song. And I'm going to do all these different things and no one will ever know <laughs> that you stole the key from that song. Um, but it's a good way to kind of get inspired with songwriting. So that's what you know I'm what? Pitching. Yeah, it My like favorite song would be is... a good way. I Oh, well, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Nelly. We would What's love to know song? what your favorite song is. Yeah, I, I just heard someone singing it on a boat once, and this is the only part I heard, but it went, listen, Nessa, yes, uh, Nessa. And I was like, that sounds nice. Huh. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Nice. But I, I don't, don't know, know that song. Well, it yeah. exists. <laughs> Maybe some it. of your listeners might know, and they can tell you what it is. I, I don't know like, what it's from. I feel like I've got to, what I'm going to do is I'm going to replay this, and I'm going to get out Songza, which helps me scan, and I'm going to repeat that loop over, and I'm going to figure out what song it is. Okay, let me know. Let me know when you figure it out, because I'd okay. like to listen to it again. I just heard someone singing it once, so I'll, I don't I'll know I'll send that down with you is. with a, a deck of cards, yeah. um, some potato chips, mm. uh, and a sealed bag, um, uh, a golf ball, um, oh, okay. some random instructions Well, uh, about how to get on vacation if you choose to, you know, do that and put yourself out there. Okay, I'll friend. think about it. I'll think about and, it. See if um, you can get pictures of the other, of the other creatures like me. You want, you want pics? You got to send pics first. Yeah, and well, I just like to, I just that. like to know if there's someone like me out there. Although, is it like me where there aren't clear pictures of them? It's a yeah, bit like nobody's that. been able to, mm. to find real click, uh, clear defining photos. Somebody's got to put themselves out there first, you know, and mm. then maybe they'll all come out of their various places and you guys could have some sort of super team, like a super band or a super Wow, group. being part of a group. That could be pretty cool. Wow. Madrin, don't tell her about the bad parts of forming groups. It's going to be great. Um. Anyway, yeah, I can't wait. Uh, yeah. Um, is there anything, any last nugget of wisdom that you would like to share with our listeners uh, before we sign off for the day? Nugget like a chicken nugget? Yeah. Someone dropped one of those too. It was pretty good. Great. Well, uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> great. That's a great nugget. People like chicken nuggets. Shout out to chicken nuggets. 
Um, this has been Monstrology episode 10. Uh, we are very excited that we have hit uh, double digits and thank you so much for listening. We'll be back in uh, two more weeks with another episode and uh, that's it. I'm signing off. See you later. Bye. 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 <laughs>